This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm really excited to talk to Danny Rubin. He is the author of Wait, How Do I Write This Email? It was a really awesome interview with Danny. I absolutely love his book because it's really, really practical. And he lays out some awesome, awesome templates and other strategies for you around emailing and your LinkedIn profile and more. Before we get into that, though, I do want to take a minute to mention the event that we are running in New Orleans this May. It is called the Engineering Career Summit. It'll be May 12th to May 15th down in New Orleans, a great place to come to if you haven't visited New Orleans yet. And we're going to do like we typically do in our events on Thursday afternoon, we're going to have a mastermind workshop. Basically, if you want to put together a plan for your engineering career to max out where you can go, you want to be in this workshop. There'll be 16 people and myself, and we will be working through roadmaps, plans, challenges, goals. After you leave this session, you'll have a roadmap for your career, and you'll understand what steps you need to do to get to where you want to go. So that's on Thursday. We're going to have a little party Thursday night, a little reception. Then we've got some amazing talks from Building Your Engineering Career Flywheel with Will Schneer, who's a CEO of one of the fastest growing companies, engineering companies in the country. We've got another one, Intergenerational Teamwork by Deborah Keller. There's a leadership panel, business development panel. Jim Rogers will be there to talk about how to write better proposals. It's, it's just one thing after the next. We'll have Croft Edwards talking about leadership and Jim Hans on engineering finance. This thing is packed with just amazing information. Really, if you come to this event and you take this information back with you, you can do anything in your engineering career. And I'm telling you this now because tomorrow our early bird fee expires. So our early bird fee expires. And you can jump in and you can get your early bird tickets today at engineeringcareersummit.com. Just go to the registration tab, get registered, and then we want to see you. We want to hang out. We want to help you be the best you can be in your engineering career. So I look forward to seeing you there. All right. So on to the interview for today. You're about to hear an interview with Danny Rubin. I'll introduce him in a minute. But what I loved about his book, and I have it in my hands right now, and it's actually become one of my favorite books, and I'm going to tell you why. It's easy. He lays out everything you need to know about writing emails in this book. He gives you tables, he gives you charts, he gives you templates. And as an engineer, I, I love that. This just makes it easy. And I've already tried some of them and they work. So I really, really personally got a lot of value out of this interview with Danny, and I hope you will too. So with that, let me give you a quote that'll bring us right into the interview. You don't have to say everything to say something. And that's from Beth Moore. Again, you don't have to say everything to say something. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show today. I'm excited to introduce and welcome in our guest, Danny Rubin. Danny is a communications expert and author of the new book, Wait, How Do I Write This Email? A collection of 100 plus templates for networking, the job search, and LinkedIn, which is a topic that we talk about all the time here on the podcast. You can read many of Danny's insights on his blog, News to Live By at newstoliveby.net. 
They highlight career advice really out in the headlines. He gives you all kinds of lists and phrases you can use. We're going to dive into a couple of those today as well. You can also follow him on Twitter at Danny H. Rubin. So with that, Danny, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm definitely excited to have you on, Danny. This this is really important. I mean, really what we're going to cover today is communication in a lot of different avenues. Danny has some very specific points that we're going to touch on, five points specifically. We're going to cover emails. We're going to cover asking career advice to try to find a mentor, talk about your LinkedIn profile summary, and then just building relationships, which is what we talk about so much. So Danny, before we jump into these five points we're going to cover, why don't you, in your own words, tell the listeners how you started doing what you do? Sure. Well, as I told you, I'm not an engineer. (laughs) Definitely a uh, liberal arts, creative uh, writer side of my brain. But I see the value in writing skills across all industries. And my background is I started my career as a TV news reporter. And so that's where I learned to tell stories and meet deadlines and run around, do interviews with people, really be on the spot and have to hone my communication skills. And then I worked as a consultant to TV stations and newspapers on how they're reaching their audiences. And now I work in public relations. So I help companies promote their messages, and also pitch their stories to the media. And all along the way, I've always had an interest in writing skills and in networking skills and all the different aspects of being a good communicator. So I started a blog where I wrote about those topics, and the blog just kind of kept going and going. And I realized that I should take all my insights and my thoughts and put them into a book. And that's what I've done. In late fall of this past year, I published my first book, which is, as you said, a collection of email guides and writing guides for networking, the job search, and LinkedIn, because I really want to hone in my craft and become a go-to expert on writing skills, networking skills, interpersonal skills, and relationship building. And so it's been an evolution for me, but I've always enjoyed communications. I'm 32. I've done this for 10 years now since I finished college. And Um, Just like anybody who's listening to your podcast, I'm working hard at my craft, at my business, and doing it the best that I can. Great. All right. So with that, let's jump right into the first of the five points we're going to cover. And the first one is how to write an effective, authentic email to network or apply for a job. Talk about that one, Danny. Thank you for asking. That's a great starting point because it teaches the fundamentals of what it means to be a good, well-rounded communicator across any scenario. But to make someone aware of you, whether you're networking or looking for a job, whatever the case, one of the biggest missteps and mistakes that people do is they don't take the time to recognize that the other person on the other end and that they have researched the other person. They're interested in what the other person has to do. They even link to the person's work to show how much they appreciate it and respect it. You know, when I reached out to you, I told you I listened to the show. I told you that I appreciate what you're doing. And I made it very authentic and very personal to you. I didn't want you to think I sent the same email to 100 people because I didn't. I took time to make it for you. And that's one of the biggest keys when you're reaching out to people, especially people you don't know yet, is to make that email authentic. To say, I read about your website or I read about your bio. I really respect something specific that you picked up that they've done. That goes such a long way. And on the other side, doing a great job of explaining your own experience. And the way you do that is using details, examples, using numbers and statistics when you can to back up your experience, and then linking people to your work whenever possible, projects you've completed, 
blog posts, columns, articles, whatever you have out there on the internet, photos that you can share, that goes such a long way in strengthening your case so the person on the other end can believe what you're saying because you're proving it through showing it. That's great advice. And that goes for applying for a job. And even if you're trying to get a new client, I mean, if you're going to email a prospective client about doing some engineering work for him or her, if you're able to say, I saw that you worked on XYZ project, we've done a lot of projects like this. Exactly. In fact, we saved one of our clients some money on one of these types of projects. It's going to go a long, long way. And I think that Danny's right. There's a lot of people that are just doing very generic things these days, and that's not going to make you stand out. But you said it exactly. It's not just to say, I see your team has a lot of great projects. You have to say project XYZ. You need to say project alpha and how you saved your client this amount. Of, you, you need to use those details and send them back to the person so they know that you really read up on them. You've really internalized what they've done and you're spitting it back to them in a way that they're going to respect because people love to know that others validate their work. And the more detail you provide in your email, the further it's going to take you. Next one, Danny, how do you write an email if you want to ask career advice from someone or to try to ask someone to be a mentor? This is something that engineers, we desperately need mentors in our career, and a lot of engineers struggle with reaching out to someone on that point. Another great point, great question, how you reach out to someone who could be a mentor. Now, one thing I will say, because in my own career, and maybe you've experienced the same, I often find various people to help me with different aspects of my career. I don't come to one person hoping they're going to answer all of my questions forever and ever. If there's a particular, you know, if I'm trying to create job opportunities, I'm trying to work on my website, trying to, in my case, publish a book. I had to find people in the space who were experts on various topics and come to them for their specialty. And when I reach out to those people, what I first want to do is I want to explain the context in which I'm approaching that person. I want to explain how I found the person, if it was through a connection, through a friend, or if it was someone I found on LinkedIn or on their website, I want to put it in context and say, here's how I have come to you. Here's why I'm writing you. And then I want to make sure that I explain exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for advice. I'm looking for your help on this or that. I'm looking for your insights. I'm always making sure I'm asking for someone's knowledge, not asking them to do a specific favor for me. That goes a really long way. Because then they're not going to be so on edge and say, I don't have time to help this person. People will generally have time if you just want them to tell you what they know, because that feels good and it doesn't require a whole lot of stress. The other important part is to say, and I have it in my the template in the book about how to write to a mentor, say, I realize your time is valuable. You want to recognize that someone is giving up their time to work with you and help you. So you want to be flexible, accommodating work around that person's schedule because they're going to help you. They're offering you the service. That's excellent. And that is, if you're an engineer, you, you need to find a mentor. And if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you've heard us talk about that a lot. In fact, we have several episodes on mentoring and we'll, we'll link to them in the show notes for this show. But use some of this advice that Danny's giving. And really, I'm sure you'll hear other points that'll, that'll work for that as well. Because, you know, you got to respect someone when you're reaching out to them, but just securing a mentor in your career can do so much for you. So please don't take that point lightly. The next point, this is a big one because we talk about LinkedIn all the time and it's such a powerful tool. 
Talk about how you can craft a strong LinkedIn profile summary. And when I say summary, for those of you listening, if you're not 100% sure what I mean, on LinkedIn, you have the top of your profile. It's got a box with your photo in it and your title and your contact info. And then right below it, typically there's like a paragraph or so, which is a summary of your profile. And I'll let Danny talk on it. But Danny, what I usually tell engineers that ask me is, assume that if someone's going to land on your LinkedIn profile, that's just about the only thing they're going to read. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. That is often true. So a LinkedIn profile summary is sort of the the window into learning about who you are. And I have a formula in the book. And again, everything I'm doing, I'm taking people step by step on how to write these different scenarios. I'm showing you what it looks like and where you plug in your own information. But with a LinkedIn profile summary, I have formula that allows you to create a single paragraph that describes not only who you are and what you do, but why you're passionate about the work that you do, or if you're a student, the work that you hope to do. Because I think sometimes we get stuck in writing about ourselves with job description bullet points. We don't give any flavor or any sense of like why we even enjoy the work we do. We just talk in this very flat, I do X, Y, and Z. And I want, since you said it may be the only place people learn about you, I want it to be a place where people say, oh, not only is he interested in this aspect of the engineering field, but here's why he's interested in it. Here's why he really enjoys it. So very quickly, the first step of the paragraph is to say in one flat sentence, kind of basic, here's who I am. Here's the job that I do. Maybe here's where I work. Just, you know, the opening line to sort of set the tone. And then the second section, which again is still just part of one paragraph, is to give a little more information on what you do. Talk about some of the tasks in your job, maybe areas of expertise or specialties, some of your certifications, give a little more depth into like what you do on the job, where you focus and what you're best at. And at the end, as a final sentence to kind of wrap it up, explain why the work you do makes other people better. It's a very important point. We often think we're supposed to talk about how we're great and we're changing the world. Look at us, look at us. But what I want people to do all the time is focus outwardly and think, how is the work I'm doing making other people better? What service am I providing? How am I changing the game for someone else? So you start with who you are, you give detail on what you do, and then you wrap up by saying, I love what I do and here's why. Yeah, that is great. And please follow that recipe because I can't tell you how many engineers, their LinkedIn profile is not looking good. Yeah. Or you know what? I should say some of them looks great. They've got all the information in there, but they don't have a good summary. So in today's world, I mean, people are looking to find out about you in about 10 seconds and they don't want to go through all of your bullet points and all of your documents on your LinkedIn profile. So exactly. take some of Danny's advice there and try to spruce up that profile summary. I'm trying to help people become more human in how they describe themselves. I want their passion to come through on the page because that makes people more interesting to employers and to other business owners. And it makes them feel like they already kind of know the person before they reach out and start a conversation. Let's go on to point number four here. Danny, a lot of people, when they think of networking and building relationships, they think of going to an event, they think of having conversations. Talk a little bit about how some of these writing skills that you speak about can help you to build relationships and build up your network. You mean in terms of after a networking event? Yeah, just in general. Like, how would you? I know that you use writing to build your network. And how does that look? Is it in emails? Does it follow up with people? How is your writing important in growing relationships? Well, that's a good way to put it because writing, 
when we write well, it helps to build trust and it builds authenticity. It makes us feel like we're someone worth doing business with. So in all these scenarios that I'm writing about, how we write, how we present ourselves, and how we talk about other people goes a long way. Now, a great way to build relationships over email or in person is to ask questions. Again, we think, like, let's say you're at a happy hour or you're at a a networking event at a conference. Our inclination is to think, well, I need to talk about myself a lot because how else am I going to sell myself and how else will people know what I do? But it's actually the complete opposite if you want to make an impression. You want to be the one asking the questions because that actually puts you more in control of the situation than you realize. Because when you ask people questions, you being inquisitive and keep digging on whatever they're talking about, it shows you're very interested in them and they're going to respect you for it. And that's one very easy way to build trust in a relationship because at the end of the night, they're going to say, wow, what a great guy or girl. All they did all night was just be curious about me. How interesting. And you barely talked about yourself. Maybe you did in the end, but the focus on the other person will help to show you're genuinely interested and that'll help to strengthen a relationship moving forward. And then, and I have it in the book, a great way to follow up after that networking conversation is to send a strong email the next day where you say, I really enjoyed talking to you, and you reference a specific thing the person said back in your email. So you say, I loved how you talked about such and such project and the success your team had. That's really exciting. If you just speak it back to the person, again, it shows how much you listened and how much you cared, and that builds that trust, and it'll help the relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. And just kind of building off that, the fifth point that I wanted to touch on with you was exactly that, like how you ask smart questions at a networking event or in a job interview. And maybe you can give some examples. I know a lot of times I get questions from people like, I don't know what to ask. I don't know what to say. So maybe you could give some examples. Absolutely. A huge part of what I teach and what's in the book is most of us do everything a certain way. We ask the questions we're supposed to ask. We do what we've read to do. What I'm advocating is you go a little bit off the beaten path, and that's where you're going to truly stand out. So when people go to a job interview, they most often ask questions like, what's the vacation time? What's the company culture? Which is a fair question, but everybody asks that question. If you really want to impress and surprise an employer, you want to ask questions that focus on the company and the employer's own background. So if you come into the interview, and I have this in the book, four great questions to ask as you prep for a job interview. But if you go into the interview and you've already read up on the employer's bio, before you even start to talk about the company, you sit down and you're small talking and you say, I read in your bio that you, and I think I say it in the book or maybe on my blog, maybe let's say you started your career working for the circus. What was that like working for the circus? It may seem like it has nothing to do with the job you're after, but it has everything to do with the job you're after because the person is going to feel valued and respected because you looked up their bio before you sat down. In addition, you research the company and look at some of their recent projects. So you have questions about some projects they recently completed and you want to learn more about it. Or you have a question about the industry in general and how the company fits in. These are the kinds of questions that are next level because everyone else is worried about their vacation time and salary and negotiation. And you're focused on their business, which could be your business So you have incentive to care about it because it could be your life. That's kind of being authentic, like Danny's been talking about, and really, really, truly connecting with people. 
So let's recap these five points, and then we're going to jump into our take action today segment. And Danny's going to give you a tip that you can use to connect with people more when you make a phone call. So first point we touched on was how to write an effective and authentic email to people. And again, Danny talked about being specific, mentioning specific things, and being authentic in those emails, not just sending something generic. Second point was asking for a mentor. Danny talked about being courteous, respecting the person's time in your emails. It's a big part of trying to, you know, if you're interested in someone helping you, you've got to, of course, be, be courteous and respectful to them. Point number three, how to craft a strong LinkedIn profile summary. Danny gave you a little recipe there that you can use. And you have to remember that a lot of times that that summary on your profile is the only thing that people are going to read on your profile. And we'll, we'll make sure that we link to Danny's uh, LinkedIn profile too in the show notes. You can check out his. Fourth point, how to use writing skills to build relationships and create that network. And again, it's using your writing skills and follow-up and also asking the right questions, which was the fifth point, which we talked about how to ask some smart questions instead of just asking the redundant general questions that someone might ask in a job interview or a client interview is digging deeper and asking more questions about an opportunity as opposed to the benefits for you right? and how the company could potentially benefit and how you can help them. So. That was really informative five points, but I want to keep Danny on here and jump into our Take Action Today segment to get this final tip for you. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. As always, we try to give you one real actionable piece of advice that you can take and use from the podcast episode because we know that you are on information overload these days. So with that, I still have Danny Rubin here with me, and he is going to talk about, you know, when you make that call to someone, there's a certain thing you can do when you make that call to have more success with the call. Danny, why don't you jump in and and tell us about it? Absolutely. Right now, I have a book, and I'm trying to tell people about this book, and I often call people at different organizations or schools that I don't know, and they have no reason to talk to me. (laughs) I'm just calling them out of the blue. And it's so important when I'm on these calls that I first I introduce myself. I say my name is Danny Rubin. I'm a career advice author based in Virginia Beach. And I may be only talking to a secretary at that point. I may not even be at the person I'm trying to reach. It doesn't matter. Whoever answers the phone, I do my first name, last name, my title, where I'm calling from. And if I'm trying to ask for someone, I ask for them, which often when I introduce myself, it often makes the person think that the person who I'm looking for was expecting my call. So the secretary is more likely to put the call through because I'm just much more confident in my delivery. But also, even when I get to the person I want to talk to, I do the introduction all over again, and I tell them very quickly why I'm calling. I say, I have a book that I think your organization might benefit from. If you have a few seconds, I'd love to tell you about it. Most often they say, sure, I have a few seconds. And then I have a pitch in my head ready to go of what I want to say, how I want to explain it, so that I get everything I need to say in that conversation in about 30 seconds. And after that, we see where the person wants to take it. They say, I'm kind of busy, or they say, sure, tell me more about it. But the key is I introduce myself at the very beginning because it sounds more confident. And that is really how you want to come across on the phone is I know what I'm doing. I'm in control. Explaining yourself and introducing yourself is the way to do it. Absolutely. And that's something, I mean, we run an event called the Engineering Career Summit. And when I contact engineering organizations or maybe schools to tell them about it, I try to say something like, 
My name is Anthony Fasano. We're putting on an event to help young career engineers develop XYZ skills. And then the person's like, oh, wow, that sounds interesting. So right. you don't want to give them the opportunity, like Danny said, to kind of like shut down before you've even told them what you have to offer. And the thing is, this is what I talk about on my website and in the book. When you call a place and you, and you say, hey, is John there? The person who answers has to say, can I ask who's calling? Like, how else would they tell John someone's calling for them? So you have to skip that step and just say your name first. Again, it sounds more confident and it sounds like John is expecting your call. And if you're calling someone who doesn't know you yet, you got to get through. You have to break through. You can't get hung up at the secretary who says, ah, oh, geez, out to lunch. He'll have to call you back or leave a voicemail. That's the worst thing you want to hear is you can leave a voicemail. Yeah, like that's going to get returned. You have to sound confident, introduce yourself, and that's how doors can open on the phone. Danny, listen, thank you so much for all the information that you've given us here. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Why don't you tell our listeners the best place to find you, find the book? I know I covered it a little bit, but love to hear it again. Sure. Thank you. My uh, well, The book is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. It's uh, available on Amazon, uh, paperback and Kindle. And on my website, newstoliveby.net, if you go to newstoliveby.net slash book, you can download sample templates from the book. I have five there that are yours for free. One of them is the LinkedIn profile summary. One is how to ask about freelance work. One's about how to reach out to alumni from your school effectively, write a resume objective statement. They're all there for you. You can download them. And if you have any questions, you can always contact me on my blog. I respond to messages there and you can follow me on Twitter and talk to me there. But I would just love to get your feedback. And if you have any questions or any writing challenges you're going through, please let me know. I always keep an active list. There's obviously going to be a book number two here. So I'm always looking for ideas and I really want to know what people are struggling with because I wrote this book to tackle an issue I felt is really widespread is we're very vulnerable in our writing abilities oftentimes, and we need guidance there. And so I want to keep solving problems like all of you out there, engineers solving problems. I'm trying to do the same thing. So please stay in touch. Great. Yeah. And Danny's book is is really practical. I read through it quite a bit before we talked and it just has a lot of good, like he said, a lot of templates, but also even something that was really interesting in the book, Danny, was where you talk about Whatever you're writing is like X amount of words. You need to cut out like probably X percentage of those words because people just write too much these days. I have some easy writing editing exercises that allow you to remove words that are often overused or filler words or fluff words. Really simple exercises to edit yourself better, cut out words across the page. And I even show an example of how by reducing the word count, I reduce the number of words, the number of syllables, and I show you how much faster things can read when you remove excess words that we just add out of habit. So I try to provide really solid exercises on how to be a good editor and a good writer, and then apply those strategies to over 100 scenarios that we all face as we network and grow into our careers. So I hope you enjoyed that interview there with Danny. He gave us a ton of value and a lot of things that you can put into play immediately. And if you go to the website he referenced, newstoliveby.net, you can get his downloads, his LinkedIn profile summary one, which is probably really powerful and useful. And his book, again, is Wait, How Do I Write This Email, which is an awesome book. 
And please don't forget to check out engineeringcareersummit.com. Tomorrow, March 30th, 2016 is the end of our early bird tickets. And we've got an amazing lineup that you can check out and you can come join us, have some fun in New Orleans and learn a ton about engineering and personal development. So engineering, career development and personal development. Until next time, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.